It's my privilege to speak on this topic, sharing Christ in tough places. And we do know that there are places in the world today that it is very difficult to share Christ in those places. We want to, for example, think of places like North Korea, you know, or Afghanistan. These are places that are very difficult to communicate the gospel. And yet we are called to share the gospel, the good news, the beautiful message of Jesus Christ across the world. And we are going to be looking very briefly on how do we do this? Is it actually doable? From my life and my experience, I want to say that yes, it is very doable. And I would like to break this presentation into three major segments. The first is, why are we looking at this topic? Why is it even important to look at this topic? And I want to read from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. Um, Paul is writing and he says, Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. Further down, he says, you must also be aware and beware of him, for he has greatly resisted our words. Why is this topic even being discussed? Because we have Alexanders in our world. Alexanders refers to people, refer to systems, refer to cultures, refer to communities that are highly antagonistic to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Even many parts of Europe today are very antagonistic to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Alexander resists the gospel. Alexander fights the gospel. Alexander wants to make sure that Jesus is not known in our generation. And Alexander is the one the Lord himself will confront in these last days. And so this topic is important because of the Alexanders in our generation. And we need to know how do we deal with these Alexanders. The second thing we want to look at in this very short exhortation is, is it possible to present Christ in such tough places? Like I said, even parts of Europe today, you will be surprised that it is so difficult to present Christ. In certain cities and towns in Africa, in Asia, it's so difficult to present the gospel. And how, how do we do this? Uh, is it possible to do this? Is it realistic to expect that gospel workers can be successful 
in presenting Christ in such places. And I say, yes, it is possible. Yes, 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 it is very possible. And there are two reasons why I say that. Number one is that the one who sends us is with us and he goes ahead of us. Matthew 28, 18, he says, all power, this is Jesus speaking, all power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. And so the vision is a global vision. He commands us to go to the world and to make disciples even in those very tough places like North Korea or like Afghanistan or like northern Nigeria. He says, go and make disciples even in those tough places. And he goes with us with all the authority of heaven with him. He says, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So yes, it is possible because the Lord of heaven and on earth is with us. He goes ahead of us. He ensures that this thing is possible and is doable. The second verse I want to use to buttress this point is Ephesians 3.20, where Paul says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Now to him who is able. Yes, this is possible because the Lord is able. He is able, exceedingly, abundantly able. And he's able to do also exceedingly, abundantly Above all that we can ask or think or imagine or envision. So yes, it is possible because our God is more than able and our God goes with us. And whatever we are asking and thinking and imagining, he is more than able to make it come to pass. And so as we dream and as we think of the places that God has called us to, to present the gospel, know that he is able, that he is more than able, and he will do more than we can imagine or more than we can ask for according to the power that is within us. There is a power that works within us. And by that power, the power of God, we are more than able. We are more than conquerors. We are more than victorious, even when things are difficult. Now, I want to say that I have lived in places where it was very hard physically. It was very hard emotionally. 
It was hard psychologically. It was hard culturally. Everything worked against me. But by the grace of God and by the power of him who lives within me and who walks together with me, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we were able to be successful in the assignment God called us to, even in those difficult places. There was so much opposition. There was so much resistance. There was so much antagonism. And yet, despite it all, the Lord was able to honor himself and glorify his name. For this reason I say, is it possible? Is it doable? Yes and yes. It is very possible. It is very doable because of him who goes with us. We know Alexander is very strong, like we read in 2 Timothy. Alexander did much harm to Paul. And as we go to some of these places to present the love of Jesus, we come in peace. We come without any antagonisms against anyone. We come, you know, with the love of Jesus Christ. And yet Alexander fights tooth and nail. There are places where beloved brothers and sisters are being killed every day just because they call on the name of Jesus, just because they are being, um, they worship the Lord and they walk with the Lord. But we know that even in death and even when they harm us, there's a popular quote that says that the blood of the matter is the seed of the gospel. And so even when we suffer and when some beloved brothers die, while trying to present the love of Jesus. It's not a loss. It's not a failure in the project. Indeed, the blood of such beautiful sons and daughters of the kingdom will only fast track and multiply the gospel in such places. There are stories, a friend told me a story of his grandfather who worked as a missionary in a particular part of Latin America, and he was brutally killed, the grandfather was brutally killed in that community while presenting the gospel. And yet, he said many years later, he was at a conference somewhere else in the world, and when they introduced his name, somebody came to him later and said, is, do, do you know someone by this kind of name? Because your surname resembles someone we know in our place. And this man said, yes, that was my grandfather. And this man started weeping. And he said, my people killed your grandfather. But what you don't know is that after your grandfather died, that the gospel broke out in that community. And now that place is full of churches and Christians, evangelists and pastors and missionaries. Hallelujah. So out of the pain 
out of the death, out of the ashes came beauty. Finally, the final topic I want to deal with here is, so what practical things can we do? What practical things can we do as we seek to present the gospel in tough places, in difficult communities? What are some things that we can do? I would like to share five things with you. I'm calling them the five C's, all right? The five C's of penetration in difficult or tough places. The first C is be centered on Christ. The only way we will succeed to make impact in difficult communities is to be centered on Christ, to be abiding in Christ, to be making spiritual warfare from Christ. Men who do not center their lives on Christ, no matter the strategies they use, they will not be fruitful. But for those whose lives are centered on Christ, whose lives are anchored on Christ, who live in Him, who move in Him, who have their being in Him, who drink him, who feed on him, who live by him, who confront the enemy using his name, such people will have victory even in the most difficult terrain. I lived in a place where there was so much witchcraft, so much darkness, but yet because I was abiding in Christ, Every attempt to snuff me out failed. Every attempt to frustrate me failed. Eventually, we planted churches in that community to the glory of God. But it's because my life was anchored. My life was centered on Christ. Christ was my priority. And I want to say to you, don't make ministry your priority. Don't make strategy your priority. Make Christ your priority and abide in him day and night. Feed on him. Drink him in and your life will be a fruit. C number two is be creative. There are 1,000 ways to do the same thing. Please don't just go and borrow somebody's strategy somewhere and try to implement it. Remember, we are called as messengers of love, messengers of peace. And each situation is different. Each country is different. Each town and city is different. Each context is different. And so be creative in seeking to present Christ even in that situation. Be creative. Think with the Holy Spirit on how to share the love of Christ. Think, think, and let the Holy Spirit infuse into your mind different ideas. I want to say that there are places we have worked and the Lord would just breathe new ideas to us.
We worked in a place where I needed to start uh, using the English language to present uh, myself to the community. And as an English teacher, God gave us the opportunity to penetrate people who would never have come close to us. I mean, in the neighborhood, I just started teaching English to the neighbors. And then they told people who told people who told people. And eventually we could start an English language center in that city. And from that city, we started two other English language centers, even in the most hostile, resistant places. But thank God for the wisdom to start using English as a platform to communicate the gospel. And so please, dear friends, it's so important that we don't come with our strategy tied and sealed in a bag. Come with an open mind. Come willing to learn. Come willing to be flexible in the hands of the Lord. Number three is be cooperative. All right, so be centered on Christ. Be creative and now be cooperative. Learn to work with other people. I believe that almost anywhere you are, God would have other people who are also there trying to do the same thing. Learn to partner with others. It is sad to say this, but there's so much competition, even among gospel actors, even among pastors and leaders and missionaries. So much competition, and it is so unnecessary. We need to learn to work together. Churches need to learn to work together. Mission agencies should work together. Ministers should work together. <laughs> it is so sad to know that in some places, even in tough places, you discover that many of the gospel ministers still cannot agree. I remember I worked in a particular place, and in this city, there were hardly any Christians from the local population. And the Lord helped us, and we built a relationship with a dear brother from that place, and we worked together. To my shock and amazement, another mission agency came and offered him money so that he leaves us to work with him. How sad. Because they had the money, they had the dollars, and they used it to entice this co-worker away from us to work with them. How do we do things like this? Where we try to struggle over the numbers and the names of converts and disciples. Why do we compete? We should cooperate. We should work together in love and in fellowship. And so in tough places, we need to cooperate. We need to partner together. Number four is be communal. As you are in a community, wherever that tough place is, 
Don't be an island on your own. Be part of the local community. Be part of the, you know, the, 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 the relationships around you. You know, sometimes gospel workers go to a place, but they only relate with the local community when they want to evangelize or share the gospel. But that is not the way it should be. In any community where you are, embed yourself with the people, eat with the people, drink with the people, visit with the people, spend time with the people, laugh with them, weep with them, outside of sharing the gospel. Just be part of the community. We lived in a place where we were such an integral part of the community that when an old man died in the community, about midnight, they called out the men in the community to come and help with the preparations for burial. Now, everyone in the community was not a Christian. I was the only Christian. But they saw me as a member, as one of the men in the community. And they came and knocked on my door. And they said, Mr. So-so-and-so has died. Come and be part of the process of burying him. Every respectable, every responsible man in the neighborhood came out to be part of that function. That is what, that is what it means. Be communal. Eat with the people. Drink with the people. Visit with the people. Invite the people to your house. Just love on them. Just serve them. Just be there. And that in itself is a positive witness. He says, Jesus says, you shall be my witnesses, not my preachers, my witnesses. Just live in the community and be a witness by relating with them. Be communal. And then finally, the final C is be credible. That means don't be someone that is suspicious in the community. If you're a teacher, be really a teacher. If you are an artist, be really an artist. If you're a businessman, really be a businessman. Be credible so that anyone watching you, whether it's the government or your neighbors, if they watch you, they see you to be who you say you are. Now, again, unfortunately, there are people who are ministers, pastors, missionaries, who will go to a country and they say they are businessmen, but they're not doing any business. And they are being observed, but they're not doing business. They spend 90% of their time doing things that have nothing to do with business. Or you say that you're a teacher and you spend only one hour a day teaching, but the other part of the days you are doing things that have nothing to do with teaching. Now, that is not credible. You need to be credible. Like here where we are, my wife is a teacher and she teaches in an American school. But she is teaching. She goes to work 7.30 in the morning. She's at work and works till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 
And so that's a credible thing. It's a responsible thing. People call her doctor. People respect her knowledge, her skill, her capacity because she is doing something credible, something responsible, something that impacts community. And anyone who watches will say, indeed, she is doing something that blesses the community. So I have talked about the five C's, the five practical things. Be centered on Christ. Be creative. Be cooperative. Be communal. And be credible. Let me summarize by saying again that he who sent us is faithful. He who called us is faithful. He says, go and make all disciples of all nations. He is with us. He goes ahead of us and he will glorify himself even in such difficult and tough places. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. If you work in a place that it looks like it's not working out for you or you are not successful or you are not effective or you are not seeing fruits, just continue faithfully doing what the Lord has called you to do. Walk while it is day, for the night is coming. The night has not come yet. We are still in the day. Work, brothers. Work, sisters, while it is day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance over you. And as you obey him and serve him, the Lord grant you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.